Good morning. I invite you to rise as you're able, as we enter into the one of the most honest times of our week and one of the most gracious times as well. We gather in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us all our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have, things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your spirit so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven, and all that is Christ's is yours. Good morning. Our first hymn is a really favorite, familiar tune, and we've got all four parts in the bulletin. So just so you know, choir and song of the church and the music programs are going to be starting up. We're going to do it kind of like we do it in that. So I'm going to sing through the bass part. Then we'll sing through the tenor part, the first verse, then the alto part, and then finally we'll sing it. So if you're a man with a low voice, sing the first thing you hear over and over again, and then we'll add it up. Make sense? All right, here we go. Uh, so guys, here we are. We start off the low part. It goes like this. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. Do that again, gentlemen. I've got peace like a river. 
I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. No, no, the alto. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. All right, sing it loud. Here we go. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my Yeah. 
Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, judge eternal, you love justice and hate oppression, and you call us to share your zeal for truth. Give us courage to take our stand with all victims of bloodshed and greed, and following your servants and prophets, to look to the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Kids invited to come up at this time. All right. Come on up. We got what we have, kids. All right. So I got to put something in my phone here. So, all right. Now we'll do images. All right. Okay. So, when you think of the word treasure, treasure, what comes to mind? What pictures? What do you think about? Gold. Right, Max. That's right, gold. And when you think of a treasure, what do you think, what do you sometimes think about? I, I just put in, let's see, put in Google, treasure. Ooh, here's a good picture. Um, so, um, what do you, what's, what usually holds the treasure? Treasure box. Somebody knows about treasures. All right. Treasure box. Here's a treasure chest. Look at that. See that? Look at that treasure chest right there. Very cool. Okay, now, Jesus says something interesting today. He says, where you put your treasure, that's where your heart will be. We're going to talk about that some more in the, in the sermon, too. But where you put your treasure, now, do you have gold? Do you have that much gold at home? No? You, any of you guys? Yeah. What do you think? Well, how about if we just think about treasure not as gold and and that type of thing, but as time, like what you do each day. Hmm, now that's interesting. So Jesus might be saying, where you spend time doing is what your heart is going to love. Interesting. So Jesus says, hey, we all have treasure. Look at this treasure chest. But inside the treasure isn't necessarily gold, but it's our time. Yeah, we have some money, we have possessions, we have some things, but it's really what we do with our time that is our treasure that God's given us. And are we gonna, where do we put it? What do we do with it? That's really what we're talking about today. And you guys can think about that, all right? Let's pray. Thank you, God, for these young people. May they know they have lots of treasure and especially, and most especially, your love in Jesus Christ. And so bless them this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, guys. A reading from the book of Genesis. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him, 
This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is a reading from the book of Hebrews. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith our ancestors received approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he set out not knowing where he was going. By faith he stayed for a long time in the land he had been promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith he received the power for creation, even though he was too old and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered himself faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one person, and this one as good as dead, descendants were born, as many as the stars of heaven and as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. All of these died in faith without having received the promises, but from a distance they saw and greeted them, they confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth. For people who speak in this way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have had the opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, he has prepared a city for them. The word of the Lord. <laughs> Sitting at the stoplight, he can't be bothered by her heart cry. Written on the cardboard in her hands. Oh, in the eye, his heart is broken open wide, he feels the hand of God reach out through him. As heaven touches earth, oh, 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 we bring the kingdom come, oh, 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 oh. at the table he wants to talk but he's not able for all the shame that's locked him deep inside oh but her words are a medicine when she says they can begin again and forgive
set him free tonight as heaven touches earth. Oh, 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 we bring the kingdom come, oh, 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 with every act of love, Jesus help us carry According to St. Luke, Jesus said, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourself that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, so they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. 
you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Oh, Christ. Let us pray. Gracious God, we pray that the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts will help make us ready and be prepared and keep our lamps trimmed and burning. And indeed, um, strengthen our faith this day. In Jesus' name, amen. So a lot of talk about faith in our scriptures today. Abraham is reckoned as righteous because of his faith. Righteous means that he's innocent, perfect. That's a pretty big deal. The letter of Hebrews champions faith as the way that God, all of God's purpose is done in the Old Testament and certainly now for us in Christ. And Jesus then even turns to us and says, have no fear. And it's as if, as if he says, have faith, don't be afraid. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So it seems to me like faith is at the heart of things. And it also seems that faith is kind of the opposite of fear, or at least is always in tension with fear. I mean, if you of course know that you know, fear is the main motivating force, it seems, today. I mean, it's how news that networks get you to tune in the next day. They're trying to get you to be afraid, so you'll come in and watch and have the answer. Or maybe you need to buy this product or that product, because if you don't have it, something horrible is going to happen. Um, you know, and then, you know, we've got the FOMO, the fear of missing out, that the kids deal with all the time. So... It's beautiful that we have faith held up in all of our scripture readings today and celebrated. But since we talk so much about faith, especially in the Lutheran tradition where we say that faith alone is what justifies you, faith in the work and person of Jesus Christ, well, we talk a lot about it. So what does it mean, though? <laughs> it's one of those words that maybe we use so much that people just assume they know what it means or you know, go through it. And interestingly enough, thankfully, the writer of Hebrews gives us a nice little concise definition today. In verse 1 of chapter 11, that's one of those you want to memorize someday if you haven't. The writer of Hebrews says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for the assurance of things hoped for. So that word assurance is an important one. In Greek, it's hypostasis. I, um, and it's one of those words that's hard to translate with one English word. Assurance is good, but it's hypostasis means kind of your being, the, the foundation of being, um, uh, of existence. Um, it's, it's, so it's really a foundation. So maybe we'd want to use the words um, uh, promise, like God's promise, our foundation. It's the foundation. What I, and the reason I want to put that forward is when we think of assurance, it's kind of subject, subjective, like um, faith is my assurance and the fact I have assurance. But really, it's actually something from the outside that's been given to you, like you were given a foundation upon which to stand. So faith is the foundation, the assurance certainly, um, the ground of our being. Faith is that assurance that we have in things that are hoped for. 
Faith is indeed a foundation that we hang on to, that we cling to, but we're, it's, its focus is something that we don't see. We don't have yet, or maybe we do have it yet, but we're waiting for its fulfillment. And then we go on, it says the conviction of things unseen. So it's almost like you've got two statements kind of running alongside each other. Conviction is an interesting word too. It could also be translated as evidence or proof. So we've got a foundation that's given to us and we have an assurance in something that's not seen and something that's in the future. That's what faith is, Hebrews says. Well, what is that foundation for us that gives us hope for the future? What is that for us, that foundation, that hypostasis? Well, it's clearly, if you read the rest of the book of Hebrews and you sum it up real easy, it's Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is the foundation, the promise that God gives us in Christ. I mean, Jesus came, what did he say? He said, the kingdom of God is in your midst. And we believe that Jesus brings God's kingdom and what, especially when he goes to the cross and when he's raised from the dead, that brings about and creates and gives us a hypostasis, something upon which we can cling and stand our whole life long. And it is that, that's our foundation. That's the assurance of things hoped for. The reason we say things hoped for is because Jesus brought us the kingdom, but it's not fulfilled yet. We have it, but it's still yet something unseen because one day he's going to come back and make it all right, complete it, make it perfect. So we've got it now, but yet we're waiting for its fulfillment, and this is where we live, in the in-between. And in the in-between is faith. The assurance of things hoped for, the evidence, the proof of things unseen. So when I think about this, it's clearly um, faith is a gift, and yet it's also something that I stand on, I cling to. um, And so I thought about this story of a famous missionary, um, Hudson Taylor, who was a missionary to China hundreds of years ago. And first, as you first went there, of course, he went there in a sailing vessel. And no motors, obviously, if you didn't know that. (laughs) And, you know, you've seen some of those pictures of those jagged islands around China and in, in in the sea there. And so they were going by one of these islands and the wind stopped. And it was becalmed, and, and the captain began to be really nervous because the tide and the, um, the, the current was taking them right into this jagged island. And he was so panicked, like, we're going to die. There's nothing we can do. There's no wind. We can't steer. We can't get away from it. And we're being taken right into those cliffs. So, of course, he turned to this great missionary, Hudson Taylor, and said, hey, please, you've got to pray for us because we're going to perish. Please start praying. And so Mr. Taylor said, of course, I will, provided you set your sails now to catch the breeze. The captain 
declined and said, that's ridiculous. When the wind starts, we'll raise up our sails. I'm not going to look like a fool in front of my men. Um, they know you don't raise the sails when there's no wind. And there's, you know, so I, when it starts to blow, I'll, I'll raise my sails. But Taylor said, I will not undertake to pray for this vessel unless you will prepare the sails. So the captain did it. And while engaged in prayer, there was a knock at the door of his stateroom. Taylor said, who's there? The captain's voice responded, are you still praying for wind? Yes. Well, said the captain, you'd better stop praying for we have more wind than we can manage. <laughs> you know, there's a time when we... We've been given this foundation, this assurance of things hoped for and evidence for things un unseen, but, but part of that faith is raising the sails. Even when it doesn't seem to make sense, even when there's evidence to the contrary, that's what faith is. That's, what, that's the gift we've been given in that in-between time. And indeed, that gift of faith is why we can fear not and not be bantered about by every fearful thing that comes our way. Jesus says to us, fear not. It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I think, I haven't really focused on that little phrase of Jesus's in a long time. And it's one of the most beautiful gospel words that there is. Fear not, people. God because we think of kingdom sometimes, we participate it, we raise our sails, but first and foremost, it's something God gives and does for us. He lays that foundation, he lays that hypostasis, a ground for our being in his, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. It's the Father's good kingdom, good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's what he did in Jesus, in his life, death, and resurrection. We have it, we have that foundation. But yes, sometimes, we got to raise the sails. Um, we've got to um, put it to work in our lives. And how do we do that? We, we hang on to it. We, we raise the sails. We step out in faith. Sometimes maybe it might be saying something to somebody when we're unsure what to say. It's interesting. I, I, I don't know what it might be. But when I hear about this, I start to think, man, I want more of that. <laughs> I want some more faith. I want more of that assurance. I want more of strength. And so I start to think about, and maybe you do too, man, sometimes my faith is not very strong. Sometimes it's flagging. Sometimes I'm not so sure. I don't have that assurance. But in truth, you always have it, whether you're hanging on to it or not. You've been given it. It's a gift. But I want to use it more. I want to I feel it more. And so then Jesus goes on to say something really amazing. And I started to talk about it with the kids. I mean, it's just radical when you really just be present to what Jesus said. Jesus says, where you put your treasure, there's where your heart's going to be. In essence, I think what Jesus is saying is that faith is kind of like a muscle. What happens to muscles when you don't use them? I know this because I can't raise my shoulders very well lately. And I'm like, what happened to my arms? They're disappearing. You know? What does the Apostle Paul says? He says, if you believe with your heart and confess with your lips, you shall be saved. If you believe with your 
If you believe with your heart and confess with your lips, you shall be saved. So the heart, biblically, is like that place, that faith muscle. And Jesus says, where you put your treasure, that's where your heart is going to be. Now, I can see right now as you're looking at me, you're not quite as excited about it as I am. But let me try and explain why this is so cool, okay? What in our culture, what in our culture do we typically hear in every Disney movie, in every DreamWorks movie? Follow your Oh, yeah, follow your heart, follow your heart. But what if your heart's not in the right place? You see, the interesting thing in our culture, we tend to kind of fall into this belief that we can't dictate what our heart loves and what it believes. We kind of just have to follow it. Whatever it tells us to do is what we do. I mean, we have no control over that, whether it's who we love, you know, or who we fall in love with, or, you know, all of this. I'm not against falling in love. I fell in love, you know, with a blonde girl a long time ago. It was really awesome. It was really awesome. But, you know, we tend to almost feel, we're almost like victims of whatever our heart feels like it wants to do. Jesus says, no, you can set your heart by where you put your treasure. Now are you starting to get it? In other words, like, you know, before you follow your heart, you better set your heart with the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you, Jesus says. So you may say to yourself, you know, I really wish I had more of a heart for service. You know, I, I see those people out there working at Hardy Meals, doing that stuff or going to the soup kitchen. Well, guess what? You want to develop a heart for service? Start serving. Go down to that soup kitchen. Make a meal for Benedict House. Hang out with the poor. Hang out with the needy person. Go to the convalescent hospital and visit the person that you know is there. And more you do that, the more your heart will love it. Don't wait for your heart. Go do it, and then it'll affect your heart. You see how this works? A little dry with your worship life? How much effort are you putting into it? Have you gone to Pastor Bill's YouTube channel and checked out the foundations class where we explain everything you do in worship so you know why you stand up and sit down, why you say these words, where they come from in the Bible? Man, do you, have you done that? You do that and you might start to really love worship and maybe you only worship once a quarter and you go, oh, it's okay. Well, no, duh. You're really good at what you do a lot. So the more you do it, the more you're going to love it. See, that's the way, that's the way it works. You, you struggle with Bible study? Get in there and start reading. And when you run into stuff you don't understand, move on. It's okay. Just keep at it. And the more you keep at it, the more you'll love it. And the more you love it, the more you'll keep at it. The more you keep at it, and the more you'll love it. And here we go. And it's an it's awesome adventure. Jesus says, where you put your treasure, that's where your heart will be. We sometimes think that, oh, I've got to do this and this and this. And Jesus says, where it put, your, put your treasure in the kingdom of God and everything else will fall into place. person recently, not too long ago, I heard about asked their pastor and the pastor shared this like, pastor, I want to love God more. And the pastor's like, wow, I've never had anybody ask me that. 
after many years of ministry, and he didn't know what to say. Two weeks later, he realizes he was reading this text. I know what I should have said. I should have said, if you want to love God more, give God more of your time, your treasures, your talent. Give him more of your life, and you will love him more and more. Where you put your treasure, that's where your heart is. And then, then, my goodness, follow your heart for sure. Oh, thanks be to God that we've been given this gift, this hypostasis, this gift of the kingdom of God that we can hang on to and cling to. So let us today put our treasure in a place where we know God wants it to be. Let's raise the sails and set out in faith. Let's keep at it with the promise that God has done everything already for us and will make it right someday. Amen. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning. The day is drawing to Together, let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, 
and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people everywhere according to their need. Lord God, amidst our questions and struggles and doubts, keep us mindful of the amazing privilege we have in sharing the good news of your son Jesus. Grant us opportunity to share our faith in words and actions. Help us to connect to you more deeply in our lives that we may be ready to connect others to you. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Lord Jesus, bring the good news of your healing to our world. Let those who mourn find comfort, especially those who continue to reel from shootings in Ohio and Texas. Strengthen those recovering from natural disasters and those who help. Encourage peace in leaders around the world and in our own nation. Lord, in your mercy. Our prayers. Spirit of God, while we may hold our own passionate social and political positions, let us hold forward your love of diversity. Let our words and actions follow your love of all life. Let our breath match you in its life-giving grace toward others in our families, workplaces, social media, and everywhere else. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Lord God, we ask for comfort this day for family and friends of Tom Eisler, who died this past week, a friend of Don Dungeon here in our congregation. And also, we pray for Deb Marsh as she, as she mourns and her family mourns the death of her aunt, Jerry. Lord, in your mercy. And God, we pray for many who are recovering. We pray for Ace Edwards, who is experiencing vision loss from some strokes. We pray for Hilma Bridges and Clara Barr as they recover. Carol Maddox, Karen McNamara, Ross Franklin, Sylvia Byron. Um, also, we pray for George, George Steele. And we pray uh, for um, Randy Fossum, all in recovery. Lord, in your mercy. God, we lift up those who are facing cancer, Jewel Linder, Priscilla Maddox, Elizabeth Domheide, Linda Moran, Angela Dice, Gary Ludwig, Dave Ryan, Gail Crenshaw, Jim McKelvey, Ron Maddox, Kathy Schaefer, and Carol Wales. We also lift before you those who are deployed and their families back at home. We pray for Rebecca and Eric, Megan, Jared, Andrew, David, and their families. Lord, in your mercy. For whom else and what else do the people of God pray this day? Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Into your hands, O God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in the mercy and love that you have shown, the hope you have given through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Please share that peace with one another. God's peace be with you.
Thanks. All right, I guess I was mic'd for that. Um, <laughs> and now that I actually want it on, uh, please pass the friendship booklets along the way as you're able there. Uh, it's good to know you're here with us in worship. If you're a guest of ours, that's a great place to note um, your address or email, whatever it might be, so that we can begin to make a connection with you. Not to bombard you with junk mail, but just to say thanks for being with us and, and connect. Um, certainly you have the ministry card there in your uh, worship folder to engage, uh, prayer concerns there, and then the uh, beacon as well. So um, look over that. Lots of things coming up as we get towards the end of, feels weird to say the end of summer. One of those things that's coming up this week that I do want to highlight is on the back uh, of your, of your uh, beacon uh, today, and that is the neighborhood barbecue. And that's coming up this Wednesday. Uh, it starts at 5 p.m. But there's also uh, a need f- uh, for some help kind of leading up to that. So, so there's information about engaging, um, whether it be kind of overall organization or the, or the uh, um, person who's running the kitchen, that kind of thing. Um, obviously, those folks are in place. We just need some helpers along with that. However, maybe you can't do that. Maybe you can just come at 5. Or maybe you get off of work at 5 and you can just come at 6. Somebody very wise told me, a, a, a wise pastor told me something. His name is Holly Plain. He said, 90% of this is showing up. All right? Show up. See what this, where the spirit blows, see what happens. And you will be blessed by your engagement with our community in this wonderful and well-attended neighborhood barbecue. All right, men's retreat announcement, and then cool. I think Marietta has and it. And I'll chime in on the, bar- the barbecue. We still, I'm sure we can still have more school supplies. Um, we, we have no idea how many, we had over 200 people here last year. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get some more school supplies here, um, those are going to go. Those were really big, and so just, th- the supplies list of stuff that's in the beacon, please mm-hmm. take a look at that. Yeah. We're still ready to take stuff. Men, um, next weekend is our men's retreat at the refuge um, on the Hood Canal around over the bridge and just up the bend a piece. Um, and, and this is so exciting. Um, there's still room. And the way registration is this year um, and housing, if you haven't signed up, you still can. In fact, somebody just came at early service and say, I'm giving an offering for three um, uh, tuitions or you know, registration fees if there's some guys that can't go because of finances. So, so if maybe you've been holding back, um, jump in there. We're, there's going to be some fun activities during the day, hiking, fishing, golf, um, hang out, read some books, play cornhole and you know other fun games that way. We'll have worship and Bible study um, and then we're going to be doing our own meal prep this year. So maybe you love to cook and, and uh, I'd love to have you jump in. We're going to be forming a little committee with that. And that's the last thing I want to say about the men's retreat is this. If you are already signed up, I sent out an email. If you didn't get that email, please call the office um, because for some reason something happened because I need you to make about three decisions and send me back some information. So if you've, <laughs> if you've signed up and you didn't get that email, please um, call in. Thank you. We're Great. excited. Great. I want to welcome uh, those who are guests of ours today. If you'd like to be introduced, I know we have a very special guest who come and visited us. Please go ahead. Washington, Illinois. Wow, I didn't know that. No, there was a Washington, Illinois. All right, welcome. We've had Illinois, we had Indiana at the first service and now Illinois. All right. Anyone else we can welcome over this direction? Or how about back this way? Anybody we can welcome today? Okay, I thought, sorry, Marriott, I thought your special guest was here. Okay, never mind. Awkward moment. Oh, you are. Would you please stand and, yes. 
Introduce yourself. Yes. Thank, thank you, Joan. I was supposed to actually introduce you. I'm over here. And uh, your husband, Berger, is here with you as well. And so we're so happy to have you. And, we, and the, the brunch went to support that ministry today. So what a great celebration. What yeah. a great ministry. Welcome. Yep. We're really glad. Yep. Yeah, really great to have such a presence in, in both the men's and women's correctional facilities there and the life that's coming out of that is just phenomenal. All right, uh, we continue worship with our pledges and offerings.
God of mercy and grace, The Lord be with you. And also Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and merciful God, through the great shepherd of your flock, our Savior Jesus Christ, who after his resurrection sent forth the apostles to preach the gospel and teach all nations and promised to be with them, even to the end of the age. And so with those apostles, men and women, with Paul who came later, with all of us gathered here today, the glorious company of the apostles, with the choirs of angels and all the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending song. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your love as you have taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. This is the place where Christ meets us and gives us that firm foundation. I invite you to be seated and come forward as you're invited to the table.
we um, share this meal beyond um, the walls of this sanctuary and into the hearts of many. Marietta is going to be doing a service at Martha Mary for the residents there, and so she's going to be taking communion from here to those folks. And Ellen is taking communion out to Fran Mayert and Kim to Peter um, uh, and Peter Carr, thank you, and Clara Barr and Hilma Bridges um, uh, as well. So thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you for these, your servants. Bless them as they go and share the, this sacrament, this means of grace. And may those that receive this meal receive what we have, your forgiveness and your presence and being part of the whole church and your body. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you. Thank I invite you to rise as you're able. The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit, that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and with mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. We are grace-filled. Go in peace and serve the Lord. <laughs>